Warning. The show you are about to listen to is laced with profanity. Words like cock, shit, and Robert Zadar are unleashed without tact and solely in the effort to get a cheap laugh. If you are easily offended, perhaps you ought to fuck your father. Also, there is an occasional annoyance of cell phone interference that goes like... It was edited when possible, and what it wasn't, we left it in there. Sorry. Oh. And we spoil the endings of both Mindhunters and The Passion of the Christ, two identical films. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the third installment of the Chud fucking podcast. I'm Nick Nunziata. With me is Steve Murphy, back from Oblivion. Hell yes. Justin Waddell, still here, much to your chagrin. Hell yes. And joining us is Kurt Miller. How yes. you doing, Kurt? I'm doing good. Folks who don't know, Kurt is Egg on the message boards. Um, Steve is Steve Murphy on the message boards. Justin is Kevin Matchstick on the message boards. And we're here to talk about movies and whatever else comes our way. We're going to start off with a segment devoted to your questions, the mailbag. Not to be confused with the douchebag, which is a later segment we're going to be doing. What about the male hag? Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Let's let that someone w- sit out there for a little bit. Hold It'll on get a funnier. All right. Yeah. No, it's not getting funnier. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a question from uh, the misfit, Will Mason. What about the male hag? I just said we're gonna do a question from the misfit, misfit dipshit. Extraordinaire, Will Mason. I happen to like Will Mason. He's a good guy. Yeah, you just sleep next to him when you're worried. That's the truth, though. He's in a separate room, but... When you're worried? He's worried that if he says something bad, he's going to wake up with penis. Which would equal one in the room. Just taped to the door. The question that Will asks is, do you get the feeling that John Cusack is repeating himself this day, these days? He's one of the best there is. What would you like to see him do next? And I'll go ahead and say that I don't think he's repeating himself because he doesn't do enough movies. You know, he's kind of one a year if we're lucky. Uh, and I do agree that he's one of the best. But honestly, I think his next role should be something dark, something something vicious. Like uh, he hinted at something in Identity that I really liked, like a, a character that's kind of dark and, you know, just able to do, uh, you know, pretty pretty nasty things. Uh, kind of like must like dogs? Sounds like your fantasy of John Cusack. I wish. No, I just remember like uh, when, when uh, The Killing Floor... Uh, was adapted. I thought it might be neat to see him go against type and play like just a hard ass. Killing Floor is a book. Killing Floor is a book by Lee Child. It's it's like a a '70s style badass vigilante type thing, kind of like a f- the first First Blood movie. You know, really neat stuff. But Kusak is capable of it. If you see Identity, whether or not you like the movie or not, the, he's uh, he's pretty dark. He's pretty pretty menacing. Well, he's in out. Movie. He's out this weekend and must love dogs. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's next weekend. Isn't it's kind it? of a dark role for him. Any movie with Diane Lane is is not a step in the right direction. I maybe love her. Will, maybe Will has a point though. He is repeating himself. If he's in Much Love Dogs, it does look like a lot of his other films. Yeah, the, but the romantic comedy John. John. Exactly. Yeah, but John Cusack is like the safe bet. Like he's like he's the only actor who we could feel confident going to see. Oh, maybe him and Hugh Grant are the only two people that are actually capable of doing romantic comedies and not feeling like they're totally selling out. Only because he's been doing them forever, and he's the best there is. I mean, all the all the the Cameron Crow and and you know the John Cusack stuff. He's, you know, I don't romantic comedies have a black eye, but it's not because of the movies that Cusack has done. And I know that you're racist and black eyes offend you, but still, it's 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 a neat thing. I'm, 
Oh, well, you, you got me. Well, I mean, seriously, say anything and better off dead. Yeah, I mean, they're Cusack's, great movies. And I, I the was grifters. always disappointed that they didn't uh, uh, do a sequel to Gross Point Blank. They're, they may they may well, yeah. Uh, it was rumored, but they yeah. never Actually, you know what? Though, serendipity I did not like at all, and I was hoping to. With Kate, Kate Beckinsale? Yeah, he had the worst hair in that movie. So, Will, there's a quick stance. Let's move on because uh, we don't want to do anything that might jeopardize Steve's sex tonight. Can I change my opinion of Will Mason? Sure. He's the worst. Brilliant. All right, let's see. Matt Goldberg, also a, a longtime message board poster, he asks, do you think that studios take the Internet fan community seriously or is merely something that must be dealt with? Justin, you're, Look, a, member, you're a member of the Internet fan community. Yeah, um, I think this question um, is one that we should ponder for, for quite some time. I, I Actually, I don't think it's very very exciting of a question. I mean, the Internet community... Come on. Not very exciting. So basically, everybody that's listening to this recording. I like Goldberg. I like Matt Goldberg. He's a nice guy. But this this question, you know. So you're, you're trashing his question. I, I'd like to not I think you're just avoiding answer his it. question. So you're just saying that the community that he's referring to in this in this message, who is our 100% of our audience for this show, isn't really worth addressing as a question. I don't, I don't like that community, Nick. Okay. Well, there's your answer, fuckers. We got a question from Geo Prisms. <laughs> Geo, Geo Angles, actually. Oh, sorry. Well, that's his real name too, which was awesome. Because I mean, that sets up so many Justin jokes, which, <laughs> which we won't go into. His question is: What late bloomer or cult classic did you get to catch in its original theatrical run? And by bloomers, he doesn't mean old people's drawers. I saw Evil Dead 2 in the theaters. Did you guys see that? I caught it on video. No. Uh, Big Lebowski, most of us saw in the theaters. I didn't see in theaters either. I saw Buckaroo Banzai in the theaters. The only thing I can think of offhand is maybe Office Space. I saw that in theaters and didn't know what to think of it coming out of it because I I had never worked in that environment at the time. Good Uh, for you. Oh, yeah, thanks a lot there. At the time. I mean, that's that's something to be proud of, I think. That's how it was with Mission to Mars. When you find Office humor funny, I mean, I think that's sad. Because I'd never worked in that environment before. Anyway, having worked in that environment, now looking back on Office Space, it was it was brilliant. I mean, uh, but I didn't quite get it coming out of the theater the first time. So you walked out of the theater and you went, "I don't, I don't know that environment." He no, came out. He I goes, walked, "That movie's retarded." How dare you speak for me? I walked out of that that film thinking that film was retarded. I mean, a lot of the jokes that uh, just went over my head because I didn't quite you understand. Walked out and you're like, "Huh?" You know, I kind of enjoyed it, but I, I've yet to be in that environment so I probably haven't so then you decide to get a job although I walked out of Emerald Forest thinking the same thing Justin so don't don't feel bad at least you survived the film to walk out I saw Troll in the theater does that count <laughs> Justin was Cold giving classic. me Justin was giving me hell for seeing Troll in the oh, theater I was, I was proud of you for seeing Troll in the I'd like to you thank saw Eileen for these brilliant you know you didn't these, just see it great in the drinks. theater once you saw it in the theater I saw it twice I, twice. I was excited about it Fangoria had done a lot about it and I was like okay I'm gonna go there and I saw Troll, and it was so there was so much subtext and stuff. I had to go back and see it again. <laughs> there was Troll subtext. Do you remember much about that film? <laughs> I'm yeah, I remember there was that guy that he looked. The troll looked like Gabriel Byrne in retrospect, <laughs> and he was small. I was disappointed that he was small because from playing D and D, trolls were big. He was devious. In that he film. was devious, and he was he, up to no good because he was sleeping with Ellen Barkley. Wait a minute, you're admitting to the internet that you played D and D? Oh, I'm not afraid to admit that. That's scandalous. Well, if that's the if that's as bad as it gets, I can live with it. 
So does anybody else want to dwell on these underseen movies, or should we move on to the next question? I saw Superman 4 in theaters. Came out of it thinking that was the best thing of, of all time. It's my cult classic. It, it's it's great. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm tearing up right now. Just Branch Davidian about. appreciates it. Steve, what's a better movie, Anacondas or Gone with the Wind? Easily and very clearly, Anacondas. First of all, Anacondas has the better Civil War battle reenactments in it. Gone with the Wind has the snakes for sure. No one can deny that. But Anacondas, in the end, has more blood. Anacondas, Anacondas in the end. Wait, which Anacondas are we talking about? Anaconda or Anacondas? Anacondas. Oh, well, yeah, clearly. Clearly my argument to begin with was accurate. To the T. So, did you see? Actually, did you see the sequel to Anaconda? Oh yeah, I saw. Did it. you? You did see it. I saw it in theaters, sir. So did I. I, did, I missed it. It's, it's Have you seen it? Anaconda's yet? had 100 percent more Morris Chestnut than Gone with the Wind. It had 400 percent more. What was it? <laughs> mating, mating balls. Mating balls. Yeah, exactly. What? Which is two more percent more than Gone with the Wind. Although they they did have a few. Wait, so it had 400% more mating balls, but only 2% more yeah, than Gone with the Wind? Mathematically, it doesn't make sense, but it... <laughs> Obviously, you, you failed geometry. Well, I mean, you know, one of the funny things about uh, Gone with the Wind is is in the novel, in the first edition, Scarlett O'Hara's name was Blood Orchid. That's, that's true. And uh, no, it, I'm sorry, you're mistaken. Their daughter was Blood Orchid, not... Not uh, and do you Betty remember Blue? the Blood Dwarf? It's Betty Blue, I think. <laughs> Blood Dwarf? Oh, awesome! Because I just remember, um, in the original Gone with the Wind script, he asks her into a mating ball. Yeah, frankly, my dear, I don't give a mating ball. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a hiss. <laughs> Justin, what do you think? Well, I didn't see the film. Actually, I, you know what? You didn't see Gone with I the Wind. I haven't seen Gone with the Wind either. No, I, you're I'm, a I'm Yankee bastard, it. aren't you? Anaconda's had better southern accents. Uh, again, who, who can... Uh, did you see Wind with Jennifer Grey? I did not see it with Matthew Modine as well. Because if it. you saw that, that would count as a viable substitute for Gone with the Wind. I saw, I saw Have you go- seen Going Ape? Because no. that counts as a viable substitute. I saw substitute. Go. No. Okay, I, well, I didn't see Going Ape. It's, it's go. It's, there's no G. It's Going Ape. I didn't see Going Ape. Going Ape exclamation. Going apostrophe Ape exclamation. I missed it. With Tony Danza, right? Tony fucking Danza. There's nothing worse than that apostrophe ape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Population Rob asks, uh, what films would you say are well-liked but for the wrong reasons? For example, those guys who started their own fight clubs after seeing that movie, they assuredly did not get it. So, like, what films are well-liked for the wrong reasons? You know, like, I don't know, American History X. That's well liked for the right reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk about a little curb damage. That's all I'm talking about. Uh, now, did people? Did, did they really actually start there? Was there a lot of? People yeah, there was fight clubs? clubs. Yeah, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Which I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing because I'm all for people obliterating each other. You know, as long as it's, as long as they're not obliterating, you know, random people, they're just obliterating people with the same mentality. How come was it surviving the game? How come that didn't? Sprout. Because <laughs> Ice-T ice and Gary Busey exactly. do not warrant. Hunting ice I, was, I was hoping that would sprout spinoffs. However, my, my hopes were dashed. Speaking of dash, short for dick mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a dash Rendar joke. <laughs> so what what are the movies you think are well like for the wrong reasons? Like people... like I, I guess ones where you could say like, okay, Napoleon Dynamite I think is is well liked for the wrong reasons. 
I mean, it's it's a fun enough movie, and it's harmless, and it's it's you know the guy can't close his mouth, and he's kind of funny the way he delivers lines. But it's it's there's nothing in that movie that hasn't been done better in a bunch of smaller films that people just didn't make the effort to see. So I think you know people embrace Napoleon Dynamite because it's an indie film that the the mainstream can get behind. It was kind of like a champion, you know, thing for them to I champion. Yes, I mean, I think that you know I'm going to be boring. I I like that movie, and I think it's I think it kind of deserves. Uh the, the the legacy it's it has but boring. um yeah everybody thinks it's boring but I, I i think it's pretty funny and i think it it you know does uh you know it's kind of comedy really well it it is kind of like a wes anderson feeling kind of movie a little bit but um it it definitely has that slow burn comedy and if you as you watch it as you, as you keep watching it, it gets funnier and funnier i'd like to slowly burn it i actually You'll- found a lot of the jokes funnier um after the fact like, like when somebody was talking to, uh, to me about the movie, like I found I found a lot of the bits funnier, like discussing them afterwards. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, you know, a lot of great comedies I think are are like that. Well, Steve, tell us about your experience seeing Napoleon Dynamite. Let me tell you. It, well, I didn't. I didn't say. I actually saw the the, uh, the DVD box of it. I no. walked. I was in media play one day, and I walked down the aisle, turned to my left, boom! There was Napoleon Dynamite, and that's not a joke. I get it. Boom! It was boom. Yeah, exactly. No, but I thought, I, looking at the DVD case, I thought it was terrible. And then you were completely like, here's a overrated. Steve Austin t-shirt. It was completely overrated. Looking at the back, reading the synopsis, I'm like, psh, that's a Wes Anderson film if I ever read one. Terrible. Terrible. Hi! Are you ready to move in together? You've been together for months. You practically live together already. But it's time to make the impeached move? Take this burned quiz to help you decide whether you should start packing your tempora assholes or leave your lids where they are. Pick which of these sleeping with owls scenarios best applies to you and your brain sauce or your Brian sauce. A. You hate being burnt Reynolds, even for two seconds. B. He drives you out of your food. When he forgets to put down the toilet pill science. God damn it. We're back. Justin's face is contorting from the taste of penis. Yeah, what the devil is he drinking? Is he drinking that, that rancid beer again? Yes. Are you, are you old dick willow? Are you drinking swollen <laughs> cock light or the other shit now? It's rolling um, cock, right? I'm drinking, I'm drinking the other shit, actually. Anchor dick. Anchor steam beer. It's not very good. All right. We're going we're gonna to talk about something uh, for the love of Christ. Um, the passion. I get it. Well, I want to talk about Steve Murphy, his dinner tactics. My dinner tactics. Steve Murphy thinks appetizers are the worst thing in the world. He thinks they're a total waste. He's like Lawrence Tier. No, he's like uh, he's like uh, what's his face in uh, in in the beginning of Reservoir Dogs. Who's the guy that doesn't tip? Is it? Uh, it's Tarantino, I think. Is pink? it? I think it was Pink. Bashimi. Yeah, it was Mr. Pink. You had the right idea. Let's hear. Let's hear your take on appetizers. Appetizers are a creation by the Frenchman, right there. You, you should already know that. That that's you know misstep number one. Number two is that appetizers Wait. are a complete. No, don't, They're don't a creation me. of the Frenchman. Yeah. You're gonna give us. You're gonna give appetitif. us the history. The history of appetizers. Yes. Let me t- der- derived from the Latin appetizer. Appetitif. No, 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 no. I'll take this appetizer. That's the French even cre- right The now. French even created the uh, the Latin word for appetizer. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was back in tw- <laughs> it was in 1261. You're you're a fool if you don't know this. Everybody knows this. Anyway, uh, appetizers do nothing but waste money, and they, they fill you up before your meal. And plus, 
Hey, listen. What are you, serious. The meal oh. fills you up after your appetizers. How oh, the hell with that? They basically keep the other people who are waiting for their entree, so to speak. You're basically, uh, you know, standing in their way of getting their food, and that's that's it. It's rude. That's it's rude. rude. It's impolite. Because it it's certainly impolite. it's certainly not about the social aspect of having a nice dinner and having a you know chat. It's about feeding your gullet. There's nothing like spending ninety dollars on one person to eat. You've had an entree. You've had oh sorry. You've had an appetizer, an entree. So you don't eat desserts. You like a one course meal. So all I need is this, the main meal and a drink. That's this it. sounds like a man who's never dined at TGI Fridays. That's true. <laughs> I have not lived, have I? Have you have you eaten there? At TGI wait, who? Fridays? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Not since they've gone retro eighties. He hasn't figured out how to spell it yet though. That's true. Fridays went retro eighties? Oh yeah, they they've changed their uh, their decor, isn't it? It's yeah. like real yeah. rancid eighties stuff. Well, I mean it's just it's just it's just a little too they tried too hard with the decorum. But Steve, let's go back to uh let's go back to your hatred of appetizers. Do you realize that they're great? And some are great, yeah. I mean some are okay. Do you realize that they taste good? They're okay to do once in a while, but not to do them at every do, dinner. Do you know that appetizers are meant to allow you to taste various different sorts of things without getting full on them to enjoy them? Do you realize them? that appetizers serve no purpose than to swallow your wallet whole? <laughs> uh, you can go swallow your own wallet whole, prick. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> That's all I've got. I mean, w- when you're sitting there uh, ordering an appetizer and someone else is, is not going to order an appetizer... You are being very rude by delaying their dinner, getting to them. Do you like? Do you do you show up at a date's house and start fucking her right through the door? How dare you? Would you order an appetizer if you're eating dinner with an Ethiopian? (laughs) So it's not appetizers; it's Africans. We're trying to keep this, you know, socially polite, right? See, appetizers are named so because they don't destroy your appetite. But they're humongous here in America. They're huge. It's a soundbite. They're it? meant to be shared. <laughs> Do you realize this? With the world. They're so big, you <laughs> share them with the planet. You are such a heap of conclusions. Look, the gist is I hate appetizers, and I hate anybody who disagrees with me I don't on appetizers. I don't think you've tried the right appetizer is the problem. I've had, actually, that little fish thing we got Have you been to it, TGI Fridays? Barnacles, is it? That's pretty good. I don't mind it. What was that? What was that? It's only ninety dollars though. Barnacles does a, uh, a fish dip, a smoked like fish dip that Steve somehow tolerates. It's, it's very good. It really is good. But that's it. You don't need a meal after eating that. It's just it's like so, you know, you're, you know, so you, you, you meet a person who says, "You know what? I would never date." No, we're not talking about dating. We're talking about freaking dinner. And then dinner. the next thing you know, that you, you, you cannot just, compare dating with dinner. I'm just saying, or it says, "I will never buy an album by the Who." I just or realized or people who just make up their mind, and then you find an appetizer that blows your your wad around. It's like saying EPs are rude. It cannot be compared. When you go see a movie, do you uh, walk Can't away? Can't be compared. Don't even try. When you walk We're away during the previews? We're talking about dinner. We're talking about dinner. The previews are a little They're appetizing. Actually, isn't that one of the mailbag questions, isn't it? About what? previews. You want to go to the mailbag? No, I'm just saying. I don't want to go to the freaking mail hack. <laughs> Fucking Steve, do you want to go to the mailbag? Mailbag's <laughs> like I've an appetizer for the show, man. That's rude. It's like I when a burglar is cornered. Like, much like my crab they go out for lunch. Much like my crab argument, it is waterproof. Like crabs themselves? Is that what you're saying? They're good with they're good with butter. Jonathan Parker, who is no relation to Jonathan Harker, asks Advertising before movies. That's not a question, Jonathan. That's a sentence. The second sentence is Great. You fucking bad Okay. I'm not talking about the trailers. I'm talking shilling for singular and the such. Is that Kurt Shilling? No, and it's no. And it's not the leprechauns do. My thoughts are that it's evil. Actually, my thoughts are that 
Yeah, it's I'm, evil. I'm thinking there's too many ads. And then I'm paying stuff. $10 a time to see a movie that shouldn't have those same ads I expect to see on TV that I pay nothing for. Maybe include the ads for those people see the movie before the 6 p.m. cheapo point. Okay. Hold on, I want to read this again. What, what's the question? Hold on, I want to read this again. This is art. Posted at 2.30 p.m. Ladies on the 8th of July. The question. Advertising before the movies. I'm not talking about the trailers. I'm talking shilling for singular and the such. My thoughts are that it's evil and that I'm paying $10 a time to see a movie and shouldn't have to see the same ads I expect to see on TV that I pay nothing for. Take a breath. Maybe include the ads for those people see the movie before the 6 p.m. cheapo point, but if you're paying full price, fuck the ads. Your thoughts? Oh, well, what's the question? My thoughts, Smith Gun, Charlie Noise. <laughs> Philharmonic Rope Kick. Never burn. Never burn. I mean, he's, po- he's posting on a message board. You hold, you're holding him to a high standard here in there, Nick. I just, you know, it, it was out there and you got to do it. You want to try another one? There's an edit feature. So, what do you think? Oh, good grief. I don't know where I, to begin. I'm actually going to be they, the jerk that stands up for advertising. I think it's necessary. So, you think that maybe they should include the ads for those people see the movie before six? <laughs> I think people should be included for the ads in the movie. If people aren't going to be included in the ads in the movie. Who's going to include the movies in the ads? Here, here. Holy shit, it's like a conundrum, isn't it? It is almost the end of summer 2005, and I couldn't be happier. Why is that? What about you guys? Did it ever begin? I don't want to tell you why. Why why couldn't you be happier? Because it's piss poor. No, talking- that's a great term, actually. Piss poor. You are you are poor of piss. You're, uh, you're, you're down poor, to your last piss. piss. I mean, like all you've got to contribute is piss. Is that is that it? I think that's what it means. I, I think, think it's, it's, I think it's that you're so poor you can't piss. No, I think it's like you've already given the clothes off your back, and all you can give them is the piss from your dick. <laughs> what do you think of the summer of two thousand five? I think it's forgetful at best. I think forgetful? You think it forgets about things? I've already forgotten it. I mean, it's so the summer is forgetful. It's still happening, though. I'm right you? in the middle of it. Theatrically speaking. So, like, you're the in a theater and it forgets you're there. No, you're in a the theater and you forget your pants. Much like Richard III, wouldn't you say? Yeah, very much so. But, so you find you find the, this summer season very forgetful. I, th- I find it atrociously forgetful. Not forgettable. No, no, you forget it. You forget the forgot note. <laughs> It's a sad thing to say when the summer boasts a Star Wars film that it's still disappointing. I don't think the summer boasted it that much. It did to begin with. That was supposed to be the savior, though. I think the summer apologized. By the way, we have a Star Wars film. Nah. This nope. summer We're gave sorry. the Fantastic Four credit for saving movies. You remember that? I don't, actually. I've already forgotten it. It opened, it opened fairly big. That's because movies were trapped in the bottom level of the Baxter building. Before it was shot into space. I get it. So what do you think? We we have a list here in front of us. So what's the list then? <laughs> Can we elaborate? Oh, this is the list of summer movies. <laughs> so you're basically you're saying I thought we were sending is, people off to do this summer. We can do that later. Piss poor. The summer was piss enriched. The summer was forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> you had some good stuff this summer. Uh, I'll get behind Batman because there's no little. Uh, I like that movie too. Easy entry point in the back of the suit. 
and I and I think that uh, as far as movies that I appreciated, I appreciated Wedding Crashers, I appreciated Land of the Dead, and I am sure to appreciate Oscar nominee The Cave when it comes out. Now The Cave is a summer movie. Uh, late summer, you know, August is kind of the pissing grounds, but I, I like it. It's a Cole Hauser film. It is a Cole Hauser vehicle. <laughs> it is a Cole Hauser and Piper Parabo vehicle. She's in that. I, I think so. She was in that. She's in the Cave, I believe. Going up against Terry Gilliam. <laughs> what? She's one of the Lovecraftian. She creatures. isn't. What do you say, Kurt? It's going up against Terry Gilliam. Not his movie. <laughs> no, Carrie, it's a fist him the fight man. to the end. Cage match between Terry Gilliam, Gilliam and, and a cave. <laughs> cave wins. Yeah, my money's on Parabo. She's got some serious Parabos, if you know what That's I'm saying. The truth. What do you think, Justin? What? How about this summer for you? I'm a, well. I'm Kurt brings up a, a good point. I'm excited about the Gilliam film, but how's the summer been for me? Um, I'm kind of with you. I think it's kind of been uneven. Oh, can I? I forgot to mention War of the Worlds. I totally like that. Okay. Just I, just because I, like I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, forget that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I like Batman. I like Land of the Dead a lot. Uh, what you, you loved Wedding Crashers? Of, I, lo- I love Wedding. You think it's a, cr- a classic? I think it's a classic. See, I hate to commit that to record, but I kind of think it's a classic. Okay, I hate you committing. Let's that. compare. Sort of, I sort of think it might be. Okay, let's compare s- it to other of a other comedies in the recent days that we would consider classics. I know I would consider Anchorman. I would consider Super Troopers. I liked it better than Anchorman. What about Super Troopers? I, well, I love Super Troopers. Well, you so love, love Wedding Crashers. I love it more. You, I love Super Troopers more than Wedding Crashers. Okay. You heard it here first. It's good to have something established. That there's like a fine line that he will not step over. But I think there haven't been many movies that have been great this summer. I would agree. There's, I don't think there's been any great movies. Not one. Wedding Crashers. I don't consider it a classic. I consider Owen Wilson a classic. I think you got to step back from that movie a little bit. I've got one. Herbie. Herbie Fully Loaded, a classic. It's, you, you haven't seen that film. You're making a joke. <laughs> How dare you call me out? Troopy Tell us about it, Steve. Troopy, which one, Herbie? Well, spot car number 53, you know, enters a race, wins the hell out of it. <laughs> what do you think, man? I think Steve's a dick. Oh, he is a pile of hands. Can I agree? What's the question again? Is What do you think of 2005 as the summer? I think it's middling. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. <laughs> is that middling Earth? It's, it's <laughs> Midian. Read some of the bad Great. films off, Nick, that you that you dislike. Actually, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do like like a, a word association. All right. Okay. I'll say the name of a film, and each of us gets a quick segment. Eh? House of Wax, Steve. Tremors. Justin. Uh, wax. Crash, Steve. Loves. Justin. Devil's Rejects. Reject. Kurt. Longest Yard. Erection. Steve. Batman Begins. Brilliant. Steve, Fantastic Four. Filth. Justin, War of the Worlds. War Worlds. Kurt, Madagascar. I did the high jump. Justin, Kingdom of Heaven. Worlds. Steve Cave. Hopefully. Steve Cave? <laughs> Kurt Cave. I just went under. Kurt, Madagascar. Flapjack. Justin, Herbie. Um, uh, car Ride. Steve, Bad News Bears. Sight Beyond Sight. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Justin Bewitched. Wait. Bewitching. Kurt, more original than Justin. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The Brothers Grimm. Fantastic Sams. Steve, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Maybe better than me. Justin Wedding Crashers. Wedding. 
Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt and Larva Boy. <laughs> Five boxes of chocolate tools. <laughs> Justin Robots. Um, uh, unfeeling. Kurt Sith. Sith. Justin Stealth. Jamie Fox. Justin Stealth. Jamie Fox. Justin, if you'd be as kind as to grab a random film off the shelf for us to discuss. Random. Way to look at the shelf as. Okay, I'm not looking. Okay. <laughs> no, see, it's gonna seem like I, I, I picked this on purpose, but I didn't. I didn't look. Ghoulies and Ghoulies 2. <laughs> that is the best thing you've ever done. Where to start? I'm going to tell your wife that. Now, let me describe it. The cover has two ghoulies coming out of a toilet. We did a failed commentary. Remember? And the tagline right. is, they'll get you in the end. See, that's got a double meaning. Ah. See, that means they'll get you at the end of your life, and they'll also get you in the ass. That's right, because they're coming out of the toilet. They're coming out of the toilet, which is where most people put their ass. Just in case you're unsure of why Nick bought it, here's what sold him. That's where these films They belong. may be demons from hell, but they sure can pump up a party. I think I like Ghoulies 1 better. Ghoulies 2 forgot a lot of the social social commentary that made the first one so memorable. What was that guy in it that we, we always made fun of? The older guy? Justin, who's the... Who's, no, read back he, the cast of the, of, of the fantastic it's, Ghoulies. It's a, it's a name that we know. Yeah. Okay. Produced by Charles Band. By the yeah, way. I know. Yeah, the band. The, the, the it's star, got band actors. all up in it. Starring. I think, I think Albert Band may have done the score. <laughs> Starring. You know, it's funny. The one of their one of the brothers doesn't happen because somebody used Rubber Band. I thought they disbanded. Starring Royal Dano. Royal That's Dano. Royal yeah, from Dano. House Two. Yep. Royal Dano. Older than shits. He had some great coats and ghoulies too. Royal who? Royal Dano. He was the old man in House 2. You're a communist bastard. He was Gramps. Directed by Albert Band. Okay, Albert Band did the score. All right, next film. (laughs) Oh, so we're done talking about ghoulies? Well, I mean... You son of a bitch. I can sit here and talk about ghoulies Ghoulies are great. Ghoulies 1, I didn't see. They said that one of the special features on this is, for the second one, original theatrical trailer. I did a little seance and had a little 80s Wouldn't Okay, tell me this wouldn't be the worst. Let's say you're, you're like a mystic, right? And you're doing a seance, and you're like, I'm going to bring back some powerful spirits, and the fucking ghoulies show up. You're the worst. It's like, I'm the you're worst the worst mystic, medium. and, I, and, and, I, and I, if I was one of the people that were there, I would ask for a refund. Even as the ghoulies... I'd ask for better claymation. Even as the ghoulies started to render me useless, I would ask for a refund as they disseminated What would you do if Royal me. Dano showed up, though? Amongst the ghoulies. I would bow, because he's royalty. <laughs> no, there's nothing else you could do. I mean, honestly. You guys know what car the ghoulies drive? No, yeah, they the, drive. It's the uh, the ghoulie truck. It's the, it's the ghoul. They drive ghoul General Lees. <laughs> I had a toy right, once called the, Stretch. Let me go back to the uh, films here. Let me pick out another one. I beg you do that. Especially get that one that's already jutting out. A Fish Called Wanda. Also a film about little claymation creatures brought back from the abyss. They're actually English creatures, right? I get it. Wake up, limey fish. I get it. Fish Call Wanda is a classic, a total classic. It is a great, great film. Yeah, held up. Oh, it's 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 who well, held, the, it's better than held up. Who do you think the best performance in this movie? Klein, definitely Klein. Yeah. Klein, yeah, yeah Klein. definitely. And 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 uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, nuptials. Uh, directed by Albert Band. 
<laughs> Charles Crichton, right? Yep. I don't think he directed anything after that. He died away, I think. I think he withered away and left the world. So he didn't direct the follow-up? I think he, I, I think Fierce Creatures was directed by two people. Okay. Because I think he, he withered away and left the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've mentioned that. Jeez. Hey, wh- what did he do? Did, did he, he have uh, problems with this director? <laughs> he got summoned into the afterlife. He didn't wither away. I've got he? Fierce Creatures. Let's check it out. Who's the directors of Fierce Creatures? All right. That would be in the F. Be under Another F. movie that gets no love. It's actually pretty good. Under F for fuck you. Two Youngs. Ro- or two directors. Robert Young and Fred Shepsey. Oh, Fred Shepsey did Roxanne, and he's pretty good. So, I don't know. If Charles Crichton, if you're out there, I'm sorry if I thought you withered away and <laughs> left the world. And if you're out there, why? Why haven't you withered away? You've done nothing oh, he was since old. Fish Called Wanda. Charles Crichton is old. He's done nothing since Fish Called Wanda. He needs to wither he, away. I think he probably did something after. He, needs, he probably trembled. He needs to alleviate, Fish he needs to alleviate the economy of whichever country he's being harbored well, by. That's a, that's a good movie to leave on, though. Fish Called Wanda. That's it depends. It depends. It depends. Like Go they, when people when people mention Fish Called Wanda, they don't often mention the trembling atrocity that is Charles Crichton. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I just pulled another movie off the shelves. Castle Freak. <laughs> That's freaking great. It's uh, oh, there it goes. The name Herbert West Wanda. doesn't brush his hair. Herbert West. He combs. <laughs> Jeff. That's right. Tell us a little bit about the movie because I, I don't I've never seen it. I have I have seen it. Well then, tell me all about it, Dick. Well, it's <laughs> it's about a dick. I think it's safe to say that it's about a guy who really likes little hamburgers. That's about. It's just about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about some dude. So it's about some dude who's you know disfigured and all, and he's he's being held in the dungeon of of an old castle, and then Jeff Combs decides it's a great idea to move his family into the said castle. He goes in there. He. Has his way with a hooker, and gets destroyed by the the castle freak. This is a good summation, actually. <laughs> I remember film the, ends. Are you reading it right off the back of the box? <laughs> no, no. I saw this film back in high school, man. That was this film was terrible. I remember. I, didn't, I don't remember much from the film, but at one point, that was it. The monster, the castle freak, has a little hook. He it's bites. Little... He bites someone in the vagina. Yeah, it's the hooker. <laughs> it's. The, I'm telling you, Jeff Combs. That's just, the tagline, isn't it? That scene was imprinted. Upon my brain. Jeff Combs Castle gets done freak. with the hooker. See a man bite a vagina. Jeff Combs gets done with the hooker, leaves her. She's standing there like, oh, boy, that was great. I, I earned some money. And the Castle Freak shows up, destroys her, leaves, destroys Jeff Combs said family. <laughs> keep, it, keep it in mind that... Keep it Leaving in mind her that, vagina resembling Charles Crichton. No, the, the vagina lives. <laughs> well, anyway, keep it in mind that... that that what escaped. we just talked about with the with the process, the, the tagline to this film is hideous, hungry, and loose. That's the same. That's the same tagline that Full Moon used for all their movies. You don't happen to have. Witch that's House. what was on the Bette Midler book tour. Jesus. You don't happen to have Witch House three, do you? I don't. There's apparent according to the chapter they have the chat they don't have much in the way of special features on this DVD, so they actually have the chapter names. Just to fill some space. Let's let okay. Hold on, Justin. Say the chapter name, and we'll tell you what we think happened during those chapters. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my favorite one so far, the chimney attack. <laughs> I think Zangief did that one. Freaking Street Fighter humor. That's right, Joe. All right, what's another one? Um, a dreadful discovery. 
That would be the the missing vagina who actually escaped into the night. <laughs> the missing vagina? Yeah. That's the title of one of the chapters? That might actually be chapter 13, Pursuit. That's it. That, that's the one. I'm sorry. I got out of chronological order. That'd be Pussuit. <laughs> <laughs> and then seven, chapter 7, JJ's Ghost. That's the castle freak. <laughs> He's not a ghost. It is. No, it's JJ. His name's JJ. I would not be afraid of a homicidal creature named yeah. JJ. Is JJ? I don't know. I'm making it up. Try one more, Nick. Yeah, Jimmy, grab another disc Jimmy for John. Christ's sake. All right. Come on, gentlemen. Oh, well. Mystic River. Nick, mm. your collection is varied. Oh, yeah. Well, Mystic River and Castle Freak came in a box set. I'm surprised you didn't grab that. Let's talk about some Oscar-y shit, then. The, according to the back, it's a new Clint classic. How many guns are in it? No, Evil Speak was the last Clint classic. <laughs> that would be Clint Howard. Thanks, so, Steve. Thanks for I, filling in the blanks. I recall that you enjoyed You've this You've got film. some dumb listeners. I have to explain it to them. Oh. I recall you know you who's like... not one of my listeners? Who's that? Charles Crichton. Justin, Mystic River, did you see it? I saw this one. Tell Nick. me about it, fucker. It's about... um. Sean Penn. It's about Sean Penn. Getting very The magic of movies is, is, is lost on you. Because his daughter gets murdered. Oh, she gets tenderized. She doesn't it, make it. The pitch of the film was not Sean Penn's upset because his daughter gets murdered. Did you see the scene when he reacted to her death? I found it very, very gripping. Was that a trailer he, scene? He there were people happy. gripping him as he tried to get to the police. You're right. <laughs> You're right. They were gripping. Up. I thought that was a great scene. I thought that was a very heartfelt, uh, like a raw sequence. I liked it because um, in that scene, Penn, uh, he took a subtle approach to acting. Have How many times have you been held by policemen as your daughter is destroyed? And so then Kevin Bacon's in it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Lawrence Fish- Fishburne. Justin's reading the box. Justin needs to read the box to oh, know this. being reminded. Justin needs to choose hey, another Clint Eastwood film. did it and... Uh, it's about rivers. Come on, it's 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 it's, it's not a, good a movie? it's not a great movie, but it's a good movie. I think that movie uh, is basically that movie's good because Sean Penn is so good in it, and that's it. I don't think it's that good of a film. I love the Savage Brothers. Do you remember the Savage Brothers? Those two like meatheads that like enforce his will. Those two tough guys. You remember the Savage Brothers? Oh, they were a great. Bit, yeah. Actually, I thought Kevin Bacon was great in that movie. Tim Robbins got a lot of the credit. I think he won an Oscar for it. Did he not? Tim Robbins. Yep. Did not deserve it. Just because he played a molested. So tired of the molested, getting all the credit. I thought but, Kevin Bacon was really good because he played a steadying role. Although it is cool that Larry Fishburne played a guy named Whitey Powers. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I think it's a good movie. I just I hated the ending. I think, hated uh, the last few minutes. I think Eastwood is, is a little overrated as a director. Except Unforgiven, which I like a lot. I don't think he's overrated as a director. I think he's he's he doesn't have a lot of flash. But he chooses his material well, and he's got a very sober, steady hand when it comes to making movies. Unlike Charles Crichton, for for instance. Kurt, what did you think of Mystic River? I didn't see it. So what did you think of it? <laughs> well, given what I've heard about it, I heard uh, that uh, Sean Penn uh, screams and is gripped by a policeman. I know that if I was ever in a movie, I'd like to scream and emote and be gripped by a policeman. <laughs> we could work on that. Steve, what did you think of Mystic River? I did not see it either. What a great... Great right, thing. That can't, that can't be our last one, then. Hold on. I did, however, wonder why it was not a Western. That can't be our last one. I'm Justin, what do you got? The Platinum Edition of 
bones. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. The Disney movie. And actually, you know what? It looks like a well-worn copy of Beauty and the Beast. Nick, I know you have a daughter. Is it because of your child, or do you enjoy this film a little bit more than you should? Here's the story. It's answer B. He enjoys it more than he should. Actually, here's the story. I do have a daughter. She's never seen it, and I haven't watched the DVD yet. How come the box looks destroyed? You have seen the film many, oh, many I, I times. Oh, I love that movie. That's a very good movie. It's no. got Gaston in it. The villain in that film is my favorite Disney villain. But, uh, no, I haven't actually watched. I haven't watched that DVD, but Chud did a contest where we gave away a lot of copies of Beauty and the Beast. I think I just kept the crappiest one for myself. But I do love that movie. I think it's very good. I think that and Little Mermaid represent the high watermark for Disney. No. What about you guys? What do you think of Beauty and the Beast? I don't think it's all that good. Can you elaborate? A- yeah, please? any film that has Angela Lansbury singing in it cannot possibly be that good. Can't possibly. What about the now-deceased Jerry Orbach? You do have a point, though. Jerry Orbach is high-fiving Charles Crichton at this moment. You know what? It's still not good. No? No. Kurt? Beauty and the Beast? Fan? Blah. No. Justin? Please? Um, Yeah. Not really. I mean... <laughs> Nick, I'm going to have to leave this one to you. You can, be the, you can be the lonely fan of this movie. All right, I'm a fan of Beauty and the Beast. Take it. All right. Do you want to do you want to find another one or do you want to Near Dark? Didn't see it. Near Dark is yeah, Coleman? it's with Bill Paxton and, and Jeanette Goldstein and Lance Henriksen and Adrian Pazdar and the girl's name is uh Jenny What's the girl's name? I didn't for know that? Adrian Pazdar is in this. He's a star. What's the girl's name? Jenny something. Jenny Wright. Jenny Wright, yeah. Directed by Catherine Bigelow. Director Point Break. James Cameron's ex. One of his many exes. I haven't seen that movie in years, but I remember it being pretty good. Near hold, Dark's a good, it's a good Western vampire flick. It's a good flick, but I'll tell you what. It's not as good as I remembered it, and it's got the one of the very worst DVD commentaries I've ever yeah. listened to. Because it looks like they really did this one up. I mean, two discs... Uh Big uh, laundry list of uh, special features on here. So you, the commentary by Catherine Bigelow. See, I, the part of the problem was I thought it was a religious flick. Because I thought they buried Pontius Pilate near the Ark. Ne- next film. <laughs> <laughs> you thought the commentary was very pretentious. Very pretentious. Catherine Bigelow is, I mean, like Point Break is like one of my favorite. So would you say that she had a... Bigelow ego. Next a, a big, film, a, a big ago. Motherfuck. <laughs> Would you say she had a Bill Paxton ego? <laughs> Would you say she had a big cock up in her? Kurt, why don't you pick a film? Here, no, fuck off. I'll do it. Okay, Reanimator. Did there you pick you go. that? There you go. That's, you picked that's that sight unseen. Yeah. Excellent. Very well-worn copy. About ten times more well-worn than that copy of uh, Beauty and the Beast. And it looks like you took Reanimator into the tub with you. I wish. Another interesting thing: this is the old DVD of Reanimator that is no longer to be found. There's Mr. nothing special about it. I just wanted to say that. Mr. Fancy Pants here, with Sir the, the limited Combs. edition. Sir Jeffrey of the Combs. Sir Jeffrey of Castle Freak fame, Combs. Steve, 
Can you reiterate the plot of Castle Freak, please? Do we have the time? Just please. I just need to hear it again. What was Castle Freak like? I mean, in your personal experience with him. Honestly, it's like walking into a warm room of rape. <laughs> I want to get the novelization of this. A warm room of rape. All right, Reanimator. Stuart Gordon, Brian Yuzna, classic. It's what made Jeffrey Combs great. It's what made Miskatonic University happen. I think Reanimator is one of those movies that you can tell whether or not you'll get along with somebody over. Like if if you meet somebody and you and, and they like Reanimator, you know you at least hold some kind of common ground with them. Yeah, when I found out that Jesus didn't like Reanimator, it was over for us. A lot of big syringes in that movie. Good work, Justin. Thanks for pointing out the street. Come on, you got to talk about Reanimator. You what love Reanimator. Big <laughs> uh, the head gives the business to the woman. <laughs> That's true. That's the tagline. Oh, it's a classic. I mean, what are you gonna say? The freaking head's got wings on it, doesn't it? That's in Reanimator Two. Even better film. You know, it's funny. The funny, the thing that Reanimator might most be remembered by by some newer people is that the big head, syringes. Is that the the Doctor Hill was a a spot on replica of John Kerry. That's right. He did look like John Kerry. Look just like his shit. What's the most embarrassed you've ever been for an actor, asks Jeremy Slater. Not tabloid stuff. I'm talking about De Niro and Rocky and Bullwinkle, that kind of thing. Can you think of a time in your history where you've seen a film and seen an actor or an actress do something that made you wish that you could undo it? See, that's kind of how I feel whenever I see somebody on The Muppets. I know a lot of people love The Muppets to death. I like The Muppets. Great. See, when I see a performer on The Muppets, I know exactly what's going on. They are trying to appeal to a kid demographic. They can give a shit about The Muppets. They know that Jim Henson is spiraling into the unknown. (laughs) They don't care. He's trying to grasp the dark crystal, right? (laughs) (laughs) So you you get my point. It's a marketing decision. Are you guys saying that Jim Henson... He's he's dead. Now that's oh, been yeah. cruel. I happen to I like the Muppet nice films. He's, I like them. I like the Muppet films. Yeah, but when I see an actor on the Muppets, I know that they're doing it as a way to appeal to the younger audience. It's no, a you business don't. decision. You think it's oh, a yeah. business decision. They're like, you, you know don't what? Know. I'd love to work with a cloth item with a man's hand up its ass. You don't know. You cannot. You can't say that for certain. You don't have a clue what they're thinking. They might really like it. They might really want to work They're with like, the Muppets. They're like, shit, imaginary frogs with, with a hand up its ass. That's for me. Who wouldn't want to work for that? I just, it just, it just irks me. You'd work for of it. Of course, lately, like, you know, because I have a kid. and so well, I've What had kind to, of actors, I mean? Well, I mean, like, you'll see anybody. You'll Michael see. Michael Caine and Tim Curry were in it. You know. Those kind of folks, yeah. When you see, like, a Wayne Brady, it doesn't count because Wayne Brady is the worst. If Wayne Brady, if an apartment fell on Wayne Brady. I could give a fuck. I wish an apartment yeah, punched Brady. Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady is whiter than John McCarrowitz. Steve, okay. Steve making a, one of those groundbreaking jokes about Wayne Brady. It's a brilliant observation, Steve. Nothing to do about how funny it it's is. It's not bad enough that he He's not tried to save Reagan from getting shot. Wayne Brady? 
It's Carl Brady. No. The Secret Service. So, no, that's how I feel when I see the Muppets. Is there, I mean, like, but when you see, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know who recently has been in the Muppets. I know that the one that my, my daughter watches has got the worst, and it's got, like, you know, Wayne Brady and, and Whoopi Goldberg and those kind of scumbags. They're still doing Muppet shows? Yeah. No, movies, not shows. It's movies. They've just set up a new puppeteering rig from the Stygian Abyss <laughs> so Jim Manson can continue working. <laughs> who else? I mean, though, seriously, who else? It's kind of weird, but I think, like, you know, when you... I mean, you can understand when some uh, actors do it. I mean, you see, like, Crispin Glover doing stuff like, uh, you know, doing stuff in Charlie's Angels, you know, and Willard... You understand where he's coming from, but it's still kind of embarrassing. He was fine in Charlie's Angels. Uh, the only thing I can think of recently would be Harrison Ford in Hollywood Homicide. That was embarrassing to see him in that. It was embarrassing that you saw it. It's embarrassing to see Crispin Glover and Fred Willard. See, Harrison Ford earned that, though. I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad for his fans because he was great, and he's turned his career into a pile of dandy. It's Does he really still have fans? It doesn't matter. He it's does. still embarrassing to see someone that, that you once looked up to as a child. You know, it's, it's Harrison Ford and... Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at, you prick? It's like this little confessional. It's <laughs> a little, little, like, uh, tell-all of us to you. So, anyway, when, when did it go bad with Harrison and you? <laughs> I just blew a Regarding Henry. <laughs> That's when it went Regarding bad. Regarding Henry? Yeah, when he got shot in the head. I lost it there. You couldn't afford more... Justin, what about you? What embarrasses you, other than Steve? Uh, I think, I mean, I like Nick Cage a lot, and I think he's boring. He gets, yeah, he he, he he plucks a picture out of the ether every once in a while that's not too hot. Examples, please. <clears throat> well, I thought that his, well, you know, National Treasure, I thought he was kind of bland in that. Uh, I like to see a Nicolas Cage performance that's kind of, um, exciting to watch, and I thought he was pretty much DOA in that film. It was like his biggest hit since. Birth. I know it was, but it's still. He, I mean, you can't say that he was in a very exciting part of that picture. You know, he looks like uh, you know in that trailer to Ghost Rider too. He looks like he's just not really enjoying himself. I don't know what he's decided to be a very somber actor. I guess lately. I haven't seen that Ghost Rider trailer. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. No, you know, I I, I look back in the. You know, when he was in, like, Raising Arizona, and I think of performances like that, or even Leaving Las Vegas, where he's he's just a very exciting actor to watch in those films. And nowadays it doesn't seem like... I mean, the adaptation was, was kind of a return of form a little bit for him, but or maybe in a, in a big way, but he just seems to... He's one of those guys that really doesn't balance the mainstream fare with his smaller fare very well. Yeah, I, I almost feel bad, though, because it's kind of been... Ever since Sean Penn got on the bash Nicolas Cage bandwagon way back when... It's been like too easy to find fault in his stuff, and I don't mind him in some of the cheesier roles that he's done. Like I don't mind Con Air or The Rock, and I don't I don't even mind Captain Corelli. I I just think that people kind of have a perception but of Nick Con Cage Air, that's in different. In Con Air, he tried. I mean, he tried to give a, a, a performance in that. I mean, it was re, it was a ridiculous performance, but he he was still kind of the old Cage in that film. And it's tr- it's hard not to act above and beyond those hair extensions. <laughs> But I mean, I, I just I like watching that guy. And I, you know, it's I think he's kind of he's doing that. What's that movie? He's he's coming out that looks pretty good. Not Ghost Rider. But Lord of War. Lord of War. I mean, that looks like an interesting film. That's by the guy who did um, Andrew Nichol. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Did um, Gattaca. Gattaca Truman Show. Um, and Simone. 
Yeah, the one everybody likes to forget. Yeah, he's another actor, like excellent actor, never done a bad thing in his life, never ever like sold himself out. But all of a sudden, Leslie Nielsen. All of a sudden. Ah. <laughs> Wait. Didn't that start with repossessed? No. No. No, I'm trying to think though. There's a lot of situations I think where you see people kind of slumming. Mm-hmm. You know. Trying to get the paycheck. Yep. I mean, like, there's there's there are actors who spend their whole career doing that. That would be Burt Reynolds and Cop well, and I a Half. I, I think that's most actors. Wait a minute, Burt Reynolds, and you mentioned a Cop and a Half. You could mention a career <laughs> and a half with that guy. Burt Reynolds is Paul. What has he done worthy other than Boogie Nights, which he disowned before it came out? Yeah, he's done nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Burt Reynolds is a sack of smiles. Hooper. There's not one thing he's done. Since no, Deliverance. Or, deliverance was. Organized. Deliverance had integrity. Longest yeah. yard. Longest even. yard had integrity. Yeah. But really, he's he's a guy who, it's a miracle he's been given this many chances. First smoking the bandits is fine. The first one is. You can't fine. say that you're disappointed though that when you see him turn up in a, a role he's not you know you're not disappointed at this at this point. Why? Well, see, the thing is they they make a big deal about him being in movies still. It's uh, he, like yeah, he's lucky. And. Burt Reynolds. It's like he gets that special coveted either and or He somehow got featuring. the career resurgence, which I guess you could you could tie back to Boogie Nights. I mean, I can't think of any other movie that really brought him back. Without a paddle. Couldn't say that, could he? Actually, that movie did pretty well. Actually. Dax Shepard was great in that movie. That movie was a hit, though. I mean, that, I guess I guess that's... Was it? It wasn't a hit it in was. theaters. Yeah, it was. I remember it, it was like it came and went. Uh-uh. It was a hit. Mm. Mark my words. Box office Waddell. Speaking. Yeah, I know. Mark his sad, singer. Sad, isn't it? I almost felt that way about Nicholson and anger management, but then not again because he's he's not what he used to be anyway. When was the last time Nicholson was was uh, was legitimately relevant? Well, I mean, he was. He's been good in a lot of movies. I mean, he was good in About Schmidt, and he was good in As Good as It Gets. Yeah, he was, and he was fantastic in The Two Jakes. I don't think he's. I mean. He he kind of plays the same person in every movie, but he he does he has good he, he makes good choices. What's he doing now? Is he still? Is I'm, he not still really, doing? I'm not really up to date with him. You know he's going to pop out in something that's kind of like Oscar bait in the next couple of years. He's going to pop out. Jesus <laughs> doesn't watch the show. I want to welcome our special guest, Piss McCritic, <laughs> John Foley. You pour this quietly into my glass. John Foley, catheter Foley, more like it. Thanks again. <laughs> Alex Foley. Fucking man in the his tank. You said that Nicholson's going to pop out in something. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he'll show, he always shows up and he chooses his roles well. Oh, I'm talking about like at supper. He chooses his roles well. <laughs> guys, guys not hurting for food. I think they call it dinner up there. <laughs> like when you see Ben Affleck in something, do you feel like he's slumming? No, you feel like you're slumming. <laughs> Why? You mean like you mean like the hunter, the f- hunter from the future is slumming? There's a guy, by the way, that's gonna that has to, he's ha- he has to mount a comeback. Brett Brown. And by comeback, you mean Jennifer Garner. <laughs> but uh, you know he he he's he's like Burt, he's in Burt Reynolds territory. You know he has to come back from the abyss. He's in Jim Henson territory. He's in Burt Young territory. No, no. Ben Affleck is not in Jim Henson territory. Yeah, well. He'd be fighting <laughs> off skeletons in the mists. <laughs> be punching his way up through bladders of flame. 
Speaking of great Christian Slater murders, Justin and I had the the great fortune of being one of the 17 people to see Mindhunters in the theater this year. We saw it for free. We saw it for free, but we still got to see it in the theater. Saying that no, I'd like to know how it was. I think uh, I didn't know anybody saw that. So you guys saw that. Uh, oh, hell yes. You Actually, I talked Justin into taking a morning off from work <laughs> to go see Mindhunters. You actually shirked duty. He didn't have to talk okay. me into it. He did not have to talk Speaking me into it. of, I heard on the set of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Harrison Ford shirked duty. Let me tell you about Mindhunters. Once I watched watched it, I wish I hadn't left work. You see, <laughs> because it was not too good. He wouldn't have minded hunters in lieu of seeing that movie. We've had one too many Alice and Duty jokes. <laughs> There's been one, and that's one okay. too many. Well, speaking of actors that you're you're embarrassed about, I mean, I guess it's Alex Jones. Really? I mean, we yeah, got we had hunter. Spartan last year though, and that was brilliant. Yeah. Well, there you go. The, that's a guy that Wait was kind of coasting for a while. Val Kilmer in Hard Cash, excellent performance. Yeah, not too good, but that's what I'm saying. He kind of made some uh, poor choices for a while, and then he came back strong with Spartan, which is I think it's a great, great movie. And the thing is, he works a lot. He's constantly doing stuff. I mean, like he was good in Wonderland. He was good in Spartan. He's able to somehow survive any career assassination attempts that he gets. We all saw Hard Cash. That should that should legitimately Which kill Christian any Slater career. Was in that film as well. And Vern Troyer. Don't forget yeah, Vern yeah, Troyer, but please. I'm saying they reteamed in Mindhunters. I mean, it's not a good <laughs> one-two punch. That's how they viewed it. They're like, finally, I get to reunite with the actor I so gallantly <laughs> met with in Hard Cash. By the way, a spoiler for Mindhunters is that Christian Slater gets turned to ice. He gets and shattered. Gets shattered in that movie. He gets shattered around. That's a good reason to watch it. I think. Well, the great thing, actually, if there's one thing you could say that Mindhunters gets right, is it's the massacring of its stars. Val Kilmer gets murder tenderized and then puppeteered. It, yeah. Yes, he does. And uh, there's an underwater shootout. There's an underwater shootout involving LL Cool J. Who <sighs> who is the villain? I don't know if you guys sold me on this. He is revealed as the villain, is Wait, he not? But you're misremembering. Nick. No, I'm remembering, but he's not. This is too much remembering. I don't give a damn. Well, I'm not, about this we're film. not going to give away this because people should watch this film. I mean, we might have to watch it again, actually. No, because I'm starting to. I remember, remember good that things. Patricia Velasquez gets killed because she smokes, poison cigarettes, and her face gets pimply, acidy, acid. Yeah. Is Blockbuster still open? <laughs> that movie's not out. Rent this bullshit right now. That movie's not out. <laughs> rent. That's actually. Fuck if you, motherfuckers! I'm gonna go out and buy this movie right now. Best Buy open. That needs to be on the cover of my shit. I'm gonna rent this bullshit right now. <laughs> I thought you. I thought. I thought. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Maybe was gonna be on. The there cover. is like a. Who else gets? Who gets? You're trying to give away the whole, the whole in that film. film. Clifton. Uh, what's the, what's that guy's name? Clifton Collins or? Clifton Collins. Oh. He has like a close brush with death. And then he gets a much closer brush with Death, yeah. where Death says, "Hey, I want you to meet Henson. <laughs> Me, you, and Crichton are gonna play some cards." Um, the killer of that film, by the way, is none other than Angelina Jolie's ex-husband, Johnny Lee Miller. I was gonna say which which ex-husband? That's what I'm saying. Not Johnny Lee Miller from Train Spotting. Really? And it was a hacker. I thought it was the Nick chick. does not even remember that the movie, movie. Punched me in the in the in the wounds. That idea is 
so exciting. I need to rent. Almost thought about it for a second, Kurt. and then thought about having some of those pretzels over there. Kurt, can you tell me if Best Buy is still open? We, well, they may be. Let's go get some fucking mine. We gotta right get now. Ice. Ice. Who can deny it? <laughs> Dennis Quaid, apparently. So, what's your favorite favorite thing? My favorite thing is Wilford Brimley. That would be Blair Monster. Yes. Thank you. There was also a Blair Monster on the Facts of Life. She wasn't so bad. <laughs> nice. She's a religious writer these days. Really? Mm-hmm. I follow her career. Didn't uh, Robert Wisdom have at the Blair Monster in storytelling? <laughs> he did. <laughs> nice. What did he I tell her? I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I'll tell you later. Well, Justin. I'm a lot. Kurt yes. earlier mentioned. I sound like Yoda. Kurt earlier mentioned the chain of Blockbuster. Okay. I find myself losing sperm whenever I go into Blockbuster, as if there's some unseen force, like Barbara Hershey experienced in the Entity, that throttles my genitals into oblivion. I would when, say that when I enter the store, I would say you should stop jerking off whenever you walk in there. I maybe I should f- stop and viso fucking Barbara Hershey. Could be those copies of vampires. She's not hey, leaving the Hershey score. You're talking about blockbuster. Invis- here. Inviso what? Uh, me and Barbara Hershey have a uh, little history together. Blockbuster or Best Buy? What I said? Blo- you said, you blockbuster. said blockbuster. I'm sp- I'm talking about blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I understand. You, I go understand to, you still hatred. go to the, the video rental place. I don't. I mean, every once in a while I'll find myself in there, but I also sometimes find myself roaming the Vatican. Okay. I still rent the movies. Renting? Really? I rent the movies. <laughs> you going to be renting Mindhunters? You should get that and Alone in the Dark. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't find myself drifting into Blockbuster these days. I just don't. I have. I use a Netflix, Nick. Do and pe- you? And people wonder why the ratings are so high. If somebody were to look at your Netflix Netflix queue at this moment, what would they see? What would they see? Mm-hmm. Well, my wife currently has out How to Deal, Mandy Moore. Like you and your you, you and your, your fucking wife. poker craze. <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest with you. I also ran the first disc of Entourage. Great season one. Great. And the third movie, Salvador. Great. James Woods, I've never seen it. It's by far the best Michael Murphy performance. Okay. Okay. That's that's what they'd see in my rental queue at Netflix. Steve, I know you don't have a rental queue, but if you were to have one, what would be on there? The what do you one. what do you what if if you like of the films that you have not seen yet that you would love to that exist out there? Or the films that you would love to see, but you don't want people to see in your collection, like The Dreamers. That's easy. Number one, Piranha 2, The Spawning. I've seen it, but I want it. That's cool that you had to tell people that it was The Spawning, as That's opposed to Piranha 2, Just in case they want the to governor. look for it, you know, they don't know the name of it. All right. You have to put it in The Spawning. That's, that's number one. Number two would uh, have to be The be Mutant. And number three, 
is easily Time Cop. You've not seen Time Cop, Steve? No. Or are you just dying to see it again but don't want to admit it? <laughs> dying to see it again, but I don't want to admit Time it. Time Cop. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's that one about the, the cop who yeah. walks around helping people. Doing splits. Yeah. Was that with uh, Jean-Claude? No, he's like, he goes around to people in their kitchen when they're missing a spice. Was it called Time Cop? I'm having a yeah. Okay, so they made a. You're thinking of, of Paprika Legionnaire, aren't you? <laughs> but they did make a sequel to that, did they not? Another Time 48 Cop. Time Cops. <laughs> Steve, Time Cop, er? Yes. Why don't you want to see the sequel? There's a sequel to Time Cop. I think there is. There a is. Oh, there's like fucking four great. sequels. I think. What is Time Cop Two about, man? As he, tries, well. he tries to save his wife again. Tries to save her before she shoots Legend. He does twice the number of splits. In it, time it, Cop there's one extra ass moonlight shot. Mm, there is. Time Cop 1 was actually the best Van Damme movie as far as production value goes. But there is no reason that there should be an ass in the moonlight kitchen ass split shot ass moonlight shot ever ass. in a film. Ass. Blood Sports is best film overall. Time Cop might be the best looking film. It's still fine. It's got it's got a uh, Bruce uh, McGill. What are you talking about? It's in Time Cop. Time Cop. Ron yeah. Silver. No, no, Bruce McGill's in it too. He is plays he? like the commissioner. He plays it. the Moonlight Ass. Or he queen. plays Van Damme's boss in it. He's very good. But uh, it, it's a good film. It's fine. That's that's a piece of fiction right there. Because how do you boss around? Jean Claude Van Damme. Just ask Chuck Zito. You don't. Well, there's physical proof he's taking his lumps. <laughs> Just check out the forehead. You know what I'm saying? Why don't we get Raul Julia on the phone? He's hanging out with the Henson. <laughs> he had a run in with Van Damme, didn't he? Why do you bring up Raul Julia? I mean, what was he in? Street Fighter. Oh, okay. That was his last film. Street Fighter 2. No, I don't Street think it was his last film. It was well, it was his last film that that came out. It might not it might not have been the last one he made. I think it was though. I really do. What? Street, Street Fighter. Fighter was his last performance. Yeah, so see. his last perform. Are you sure? Raul Julia's yeah. last work was Street Fighter. Yeah. No, that, I, I, actually, I think the last one that aired was. Um, it doesn't matter it about was aired. A HBO movie. Doesn't matter about aired. Just whichever one he was. He last I, I know that his last the, after the last time we saw him in theaters was Street Fighter. Yes. <laughs> That's a bad way to go, isn't it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, the I thought it'd been great if, if like. Like they CGI like him woozy at the end of Street Fighter, and then like they do a combo on him. <laughs> <laughs> they call it is it like it's, it's two second weak it's like spot. Like a finishing move, you know. Yeah. Send him packing in a sweet way. Sweet Fighter. <laughs> it's about a guy who kicks ass in hotels. <laughs> what was his What was his name in that? In, and the, Bison. The, Amer- in the American ver- version. And Bison. And Bison. Okay. In the Japanese, it was Balrog, I think. Was it Balrog? Mm-hmm. It might have been. Which is short for Ball Rogers. <laughs> he played M. Bison, though. So Steve would rent Time Cop. Steve would rent Time Cop. Kurt? What's the question again? Oh, yeah. The question is, if we were to look at your theoretical Netflix queue at this moment, of films that you either haven't seen or that you'd like to see again that you're ashamed to admit, what would they be? I'm not ashamed to admit anything. Okay. I've been on a zombie kick lately. 
So I'd be going back and uh, checking out any zombie movies that I hadn't seen. So, I, I like seen like the Fulci films dead. or yeah, like some like, of the like, early I Muppet seen a movies? I haven't a lot of the Fulci films. I haven't seen uh, Tombs of the Blind Dead. Speaking of zombie kicks, when that happens, sometimes their f- feet fly off. That that qualifies. Okay. Best zombie film not directed by George Romero. Or Return of the Living Dead. Easily. Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon, definitely. That movie. That movie was absolutely brilliant. So much fun. Still good too. I mean, it, I mean that movie. It, it was. It was a movie that was supposed to be. Another Living Dead movie. It was supposed to be directed by George Romero originally. It lives in the same universe, sort of, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, O'Bannon didn't want to step on uh, Romero's toes, and so kind of made his own thing with it. And I really appreciate, you know, how he was able to infuse a real sense of menace uh, along with uh, the humor. Don't you think it'd be cool if Dan O'Dannon did the stuff? The killer. So he the, like provided yogurt. The killer the yogurt movies. movie. Hell yeah. Shit joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll play along, won't you? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to present you the only discussion on the internet about Samurai Cop. Starring Matt Hannon and Robert Zadar. It is a action film about a policeman known in some circles as Samurai Cop. Maybe because of his long rock star hair. Maybe because of his tight jeans. It certainly is not because of his martial arts ability, which are not on display anywhere in this film. It is by far the pinnacle of film. If Jesus were alive today... He'd go back to the afterlife, grab Jim Henson, and watch Samurai Cop. Now, would he grab Jim Henson and then come back, or would he actually grab him and take him with him? You know what I'm saying? He would grab... Is that something Jesus would do for luck? Go back He would de- and grab, grab the him. defunct life carriage of Jim Henson. <laughs> Travel with it back over the seas of knowledge to... Our current existence. Prop his decaying <laughs> earth husk in a couch. And press for, play. And force him to watch. And then watch Samurai Cop with his unliving form. Which would then reanimate Mr. Henson and then destroy him again. Thus sending him back. Into the spiraling underworld. That Jesus has got some weird friends. Some weird hangups. That's Jesus Quintana. <laughs> so then, basically, in this movie, people haven't seen it. Not even Matt Hannon, the samurai cop. I think he's dead. There's no way Matt Hannon is gone. The movie wasn't filmed that long ago, so he's probably still around. So what? What I mean, what's the deal with the samurai cop? I mean, is this guy like a guy like on the police force who is a samurai? Like they they hired the, a samurai. The whole samurai aspect of samurai cop is glossed over, and I'm I'm being gentle when I say glossed over. Basically, he has long hair, and wields a sword at some point in the film. There's some bad guys. There are bad guys. Not 
up to too much good and he's got to confront them. Yes, including the not subtle chinned form of Robert Zadar. Now, I don't the people some of our listeners are going to know our listeners, nice. Are going to know who Robert Zadar is. But why don't you describe the facial features? Robert Zadar's skull. The man, just for those that don't maybe have never seen Let's him. put it this way. If the predator came to earth and had one choice of a skull to claim. He would not take Kirsten Dunst's. He wouldn't take Reese Witherspoon's. It would be Robert Zadar's chin and skull. And he'd be eyeing he'd be eyeing the jawbone in particular. Robert Zadar's jawbone bigger has than been granted head. its own citizenship. Let's be honest, jawbones. Are you the rock all of a sudden? He's just got, I'm just saying he's got a lot of. Oh, he's got plenty. He's got extra bone in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got jaws. So he's in the movie. So actually the Mayan translation of Zadar is holy fuck jaw. (laughs) So he's in the movie. Yeah, he's got a huge jaw. Is he the actual samurai cop or is he? He is the villain. He's a henchman. He's a henchman with a huge jaw. The film was mistakenly marketed around Robert Zadar because they were trying to capitalize on his, his maniac cop. Persona. And his enormous set of mandibles. <laughs> exactly. The, the poster even shows, uh, I think it is Zadar as the samurai cop, when in fact he is just a henchman for the villain. So, um, actually, there was not it, the main cop in Samurai Cop is actually not even a samurai at all. He mentions once that he knows the, some of the samurai code and whatnot, but he never uses it. Even in the sword fight at the end, it's freaking... The funny thing is, Robert Zadar is not one guy. He's the henchman. When his mother gave birth, they said, you are the mother of chintuplets. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Zadar, if you're listening to this, how can you afford internet? (laughs) 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 